Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabot and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. Wow, how to double your sphere of influence with online profiles. Wow. You're double the... Um, business. The double your business using internet profiles. Your, your sphere of influence business. Because most people, when they think internet, um, think of uh, outside business, right? They think of business that is new business. They think of business of people that I'm not talking with. Their realtors are totally, in my opinion, underestimating the importance of. I don't know, it's the Google. Should I should I introduce you? Sure, I guess. Right. Yeah. And and the reason why I wanted to do this introduction today is because last week it wasn't the same introduction as it is now. And this right here, I don't know if we're all aware, this is the Inman featured agent, Jeff Seabach, that is now that is now teaching the class. If anybody didn't see it, they wrote an article on Jeff and uh, the Seabach team. I think it was published last night or this morning. This morning. This morning. This morning. I was chatting with people from New York. They were reading the article. They were talking about it. Um, it's weird because now the team even looks up to him because they've been talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. They're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, you never ask me what I think. <laughs> yeah, so today, obviously, we're going to be talking about doubling your business with the social internet um, profiles. But let's wrap up last week. Right. So last week, we talked about how market expertise and area knowledge is the key to winning more business. And actually, to me, it helps you convert more internet leads because one, you gotta do it for the people that you know, but when you're working with sphere of influence business, usually they give you the benefit of the doubt and they're gonna work with you because you know they're, they're your cousin, right? <laughs> but now, because the internet business that's coming in is more knowledgeable, right? They know more. They're like 10 years ago, they did not know as much, so they, they had to come to us. But now we have to prove our worth because when they go on the internet and then you type in the words realtor R, and then the top three results are scum, worthless, right? Because that's what they think of us as an industry is they, they, they don't hold us in high value. So when you talk to them initially, if you do not do anything to impress them, because they're looking for a local expert or they're looking for an area expert, and if you're just talking about how many bedrooms and bathrooms, you're not standing out from the crowd. You're just the same as the other realtor that they talk to, and if they had a bad experience in the past, they're just going, oh, okay, I'm not getting any value here. But when you talk about things that they don't know. When you talk about homes that they haven't seen, when you talk about things that are not on the market, when you talk about what the experience of you know having breakfast at the Good Egg is like, and that I'm telling you that staff is you know amazing because they never forget a face when you walk in there, and this is why I want to live in this community. That that stuff sticks out a lot more and makes you now memorable. 
You weren't here, but what did what did we talk about? Yeah. What, <laughs> what does this mean to me? Yeah. To me, this is the difference between this is getting specific. That's what this means to me. Is when people are asking us questions about the market or the value of properties or any other question, when you answer it, are you specific with the information with the details, or do you use just talking points to get around answering the question? Because we had an agent in our office today. The guy said that there was a price drop on a house from to 385 and the guy comes in and says, I'd pay 310 and she goes, okay, whose name should I put on the contract? Order taker, right? No value there. Like that is, he just opened the door in order to have a conversation about what the value of the property is, what the comps are, why that one is gonna appraise for 365 or 355, whatever it is, you gotta put your neck out on the line with specific information to bring value, market and area expertise. That's how I look at it. Right, it's, uh, I mean, to me, he went dark to finish that story. He didn't respond, right? Like she called his bluff and then he went away and now there's no, there hasn't been dialogue for the last seven days. Whereas there was a window that was open, you could have crawled through it, you could have added value and now we lost that. Now that window closed and we gotta figure out how we're gonna reopen it. But market uh, expertise and area knowledge has been the, the cornerstone of what has had, what has made me different, and has made my business zoom is first going out and obtaining it, going out seeing lots of houses. I do see on average between eight hundred and a thousand homes a year. But then it's okay. So what knowledge are you learning from that? And it's really the difference in changing the conversations that you have than just general conversations that they can have with everybody else. There is 33,000 realtors and that's not changing, it's growing. So that if you don't do a better job sticking out, it's gonna be harder to, to win more business in the future. All right, so I don't know what you guys covered last week, but who knows how many, I assume you covered knowing how many homes are active on the market today. What was your number? 27, 627. 27, that's yeah, huge. That's he still includes, includes UCBs. 22, I like it. Yeah, we don't include UCBs in the number. Because in, in, in or Arizona, CCBS. Or CCBS, because if it has a contract in Arizona, it's considered sold according to the statute. So let's not, I mean, I say it this way. If your client wanted to buy it, could they know somebody's in front of them? Right, so, right, exactly. So what is that good, you know? I, I don't like to show homes that have a contract on them. Um, so is it 22 what? Who knows? 22-5-12. 22-5-12. It's 22-4-56. 22-4-56. That's nice. Cool. And so we just ended the month, right? Maybe you this last week, but how many homes closed in the month of March? 9,500. Anybody other? Any others? Right? I mean, I've seen Jeff yeah, stand in front of a room. We were at SAR one time and he asked these questions. In SAR, we had like the dividers were open and there were people all the way to the back of the room. And he stands up and he goes, and you call yourself realtors. Right? He's so passionate about area and market expertise. But it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, the, I had the benefit of working for a software company before this and you had to understand your product better than your competitor because you were going to be in a boardroom and you were going to present in front of 10 people and they were going to fire hose you with questions. But in our industry, it's just one at a time. So we don't get as prepared for that presentation. Let's call it that uh, open house or let's call it that, you know, my I'm going to talk to my cousin about it or I'm, I'm talking to an Internet lead. We're not we're not getting prepared as we should. But that's the, those conversations are whether we win or lose on a daily basis 
and then it's how many sales we end up at, at the end of the year. And that if you work harder on it, that you will end up with more sales and you'll start to build up a bigger pile. And I mean, the thing is, is the gorgeous thing about real estate is, is when you do a great job, you will get more business. Meaning, so I've been talking a lot of this about our, our coaching clients is, is that when you execute at a super high level, Right now we're, we have multiple deals where we've gotten multiple referrals within six months from the point in which we did a great job, right? So we get two and three referrals right away. Cause what happens is, is when you're doing a deal with somebody, they're talking about it at their work, they're talking about their friends and then they're asking their realtor. But when you become that knowledgeable realtor, when you become that local expert and you do a great job, they're like, oh my God, I don't see how, I mean, they're, they're you gotta use this guy. Yes, you have to use this guy. Versus, nah, we bought a house. Do you ever use a realtor? Yeah. Where are we going for lunch? That's so one, yeah. other, one other quick story before we move on to this week's topic, which is risk and social internet presence, is we've got a person on the team that plays golf. And now before she goes out on the golf course, she looks up every single home that's on the course because you know what question's coming from her people she's playing golf with when they go by. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, what's that one? What'd that one sell for? And if you say, I don't know, I'll look, fail, right? Or if you go into a, to a, to a social gathering and it's in a neighborhood, get familiar with, no two, just no one stat, right? No two stats maybe about the neighborhood so that it's specific area and market expertise. And the reason why it's failed is because now the consumer can find it out themselves. And what happens is, is because we got to kind of put ourselves in their spot. Like maybe they were looking at, oh, we're going to play golf there. Hey, let me check a few out because now it's available to them. That's the problem is that we're competing against people that are more, our clients are more educated than we are when we're going into the situation. And that's going to lead to more losses, not wins. But uh, let's get on with the class. Cool. Any questions about area market expertise? How many sales were in March? 85.49. How did that compare to March last year? Oh. By how much? By how much? What percentage? I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name it exactly. What is it? Eight percent. As I'll give you a hundred bucks. There you go. That's exactly right. <laughs> Here, I'll make sure it gets no, it. it's seventy-eight. It was seventy-eight forty-six last year, right? It's like up seven point eight percent. But I mean, the thing is, is when you speak with certainty, the people you're talking with have comfort and want, they give you more credit, right? So, but this is our business. How about we just know our business better, right? So we get more referrals. We will, you will, it's gonna happen, it's magical. All right, so, uh, wow, I feel, uh, as we're prepping for class, we're driving down, it feels like talking about the slides, and I'm like, oh, this is my favorite class. He's like, you say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I like this yeah. stuff a lot. Um, I, I like our Jeff's next Jeff's favorite slide is next um, but this week about risk and social internet presence and also I just want to let you guys know that today we're trying something new and we're, we're sharing this class via Facebook live so we have people that are watching on the internet hey right? and while I was standing here my wife told me that she was watching so I just want to say hi honey good to see you I'll be home late <laughs> hey Brenda Brenda's up in North, North Dakota cool or are you local right now yeah, sorry. So this guy in the backyard, let's talk about risk. Oh, wow. 
You know what it is? Is because most uh, when I we interview about I don't know two or three hundred realtors a year. So when we meet with them, they say they get. I mean, and you can raise your hand if you like to, but does anyone get eighty to ninety percent of their business from the people that they know? Right? Like that's a common thing, right? Like friends, family, right? That's where we get most of our business, right? This is what that represents, right? This is the what I call the farm in your backyard. Because when you're working with just your past clients and your friends and family, you're not taking on any risk. Because one thing that people don't talk about, because this is what your database will look like if you take on more risk in marketing with things that work, right? I mean, it was Elise Faye in our office. So Elise, um, when she joined us, the year she joined us in 2012, she did two deals in the first quarter. This year she did 10. That year she did, what was it? 280,000. And this year she did 2.8 million in business in the first quarter, which was a pretty decent first quarter, right? If you do 2.8 million dollars worth of business first quarter, considering that four years ago she did 280,000, I said, you know, we'll take a thousand. Does anyone want a thousand percent increase in their product volume? That's easy. The answer is yes, twice on Sunday, right? So, but because Elise has adopted this model in that she can hear something and then try it, right? Because we were talking about the first week's class and that was with her because we were going through her deals and what we do with people when we're coaching them is we go through, okay, where'd you get this deal? Where'd you get this deal? And 80%. Referral, referral, internet, referral, referral, internet, referral, referral, right? She had seven deals that closed last month. Five of them were people she knew and two of them were, was one person, but it was an internet lead and it was a buy-sell. And she works in Glendale, Arizona. Well, I mean, we're a little further from here, but a place called Arrowhead. But we're, Phil's like, oh, well, we're like, okay, well, great. Since the majority of your business came from referrals, why are you getting so many referrals? Like, when was the last time you sent out a postcard? And she's like, well, how often, right? So yeah, how often do we mail your database? And that kind of gets back into the database class, but she said quarterly. Because right? the, the other people in class were like, sweet, I only need to send out a piece. Not, she didn't say I email them. I physically mail them consistently for three years, once a quarter. And oh, what do you know? Now I got more business. But then we started questioning her on wouldn't she send those bags? Cause she did the reusable grocery bags that we showed. And she goes, oh, I did that one last year too. Okay, so yeah, five, yeah, times. five times. Five and times. we said, well, what about the koozies that you sent? Oh yeah, that was last year too. What about the glasses cleaners? That was last year too. Okay, so last year you're at seven things now to your database? Yeah, and five deals in the first quarter and you've been doing it consistently for three years? Like to us, that's risk, right? How much are you loving the people that you know, your past clients, your database, your sphere? Because it is a risk. And the risk to, we see risk so misguided in this industry because people come to us and they say, I want to start a farm. And I'm going to, I'm willing to risk my marketing budget, whatever it is. Let's call it a thousand bucks. Let's call it 20,000 bucks. I want to spend 20 grand over the next 20 months to go after this neighborhood, right? And to us, that's the risk of trying to convert people that we've never met into clients. But yet we don't have our backyard in order, right? We don't have the, the plants, we've got the room in the backyard, right? But we're not investing the money into that. I mean, that's just better risk in our opinion. But risk is hard. Risk is, is certainly not an easy thing because we are, 
our email boxes are loaded with classes. We're loaded with constantly come out to this class, come out to this class, and we get up tons and tons of, you know, uh, I mean, I get lenders, I get not good title people like Fidelity, I get other title <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I started my morning at Fidelity yeah. Sign this morning. The uh, but the point of it is, is that we have to be careful who we listen to and viewing them all in the same. I mean, I'm up here now and I'm talking about it. I'm saying, listen to me. But uh, you know, I I'm talking about things that I did 58 million dollars doing last year. I'm not. I'm. It's. I, it's not made wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. And he's talking about things that an agent that had done $300,000 in a quarter started to apply, and now she did two point something in a quarter, right? So that it's kind of interesting as we're sitting at our team table because he can stand up there and talk, 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 talk. People are like, yeah, but you're, you're the CBOC. But then when another agent on our team applies the principles and has growth and success, then they're like, okay, now tell me about what you sent. <laughs> Right? It's awesome. Like it's, it's, be it's better when when someone that was doing two deals talks and now it's, now is doing ten deals. That feels better. I, I don't know why, but it does. Right? It's true. I got there's people so in class. I'm like I, they, I, they were like taking like she's talking and they're like oh like Ian Hutton's talking. Right? They're like taking him down this club. Yeah. All right. So risk. So time. Right. What do you spend your Doing. Right. Okay. So uh, I think we might have mentioned this in the class. I mean, this is a Darren Hardyism, so I don't want to take full credit for. But it's uh, the, what are the three most important things to spend? I'm, I'm I was shooting for four hours a day on average. Doing anyone want to take a guess? What's what's something that we should be spent? The three most important things that we as realtors should be spending doing Prospect. prospecting. I love that you said yeah. that. I yes. love that you yes. said that. that. That's an asterisk number four. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> Negotiating or presenting. And that the more time we do spending on these particular activities, it's hard. Now, as Darren says, is he's got a stopwatch because in prospecting, he's like, okay, so if you're door knocking and you're walking down the street, that's not start. I get out of the car. Right? Or I was, you know, uh, or the phone is ringing and nobody's picked up. You can't start it yet. Right? right. Once somebody picks up, then you can start it. Yeah. I was like, so walk into a listing appointment, start, right? This is why my listing appointments went from 15 minutes to an hour and a half. Right. When I come back out, I'm like, hey, I got an hour and a half. <laughs> that's not why it happened. Yeah, no, that's right. yeah, that's um, why his voice messages are now three hours. <laughs> That's not, no, that's not it. It's so, just to realize what we need to And after on. we did this, I mean, kind of a fun side story. After we started talking about this with the, the stopwatch, Fidelity comes and brings a stopwatch for everybody on our team, right? So now they have an actual start stopwatch that they can track, right? Darren Hardy's thing, like, the way that he explained it was when the C top CEOs, they spend like 40 minutes doing the important stuff and the rest of the days are filled with all kinds of stuff. Right, reviewing email, right? Yes. Right, browsing Facebook. That's not on the list. No, this is good though. This no. is education. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Cool. So then uh, it's kind of an interesting class because in the first part of it, we talk about risk and spending your time doing those three things. 
And then the next part, the second part of the class is we're talking about marketing, right? The social internet presence. That to me is more marketing. It doesn't fall under one of these, but don't let it be. I don't want you to, I think the way Chris Smith, Chris, Chris Smith says, don't blog your way out of business. Okay. So don't social internet presence your way out of business. Make sure that you are focused on the top three things, but then in your additional time, that's when you can focus on getting your social profiles up to speed. So I got a question. Is it the next slide? What is the, what is the least expensive, most effective way to double your business in the next 12 months? I don't know that that's the next slide. Is that the one you're going for there? Ah, oh, yeah, it is. Nice. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's magical, right? So who are these? It's called our sphere, right? So that's my cousin. No, but these are the people we know. These are our raving fans, right? Like, so the challenge though, is that when we haven't spoke to these people, let's call them past clients, let's call it uh, somebody you used to work with or maybe you currently work with, right? When they're not, when they know that you're in the business, but they're not sure how you've been doing because you have, because they see some stuff on Facebook about you, but they haven't received anything in the mail and it's been a long time. How do they, do you think that people, I, I know that realtors believe that people are going to feel comfortable calling you and ask, you know, and, and using you because that's what, I, well, I just think that people will call me because they know me. But the reality is, is the uncomfortable conversation possibility that if I'm going to call someone and I don't know, I know them, but I'm not sure if they're going to know the question, the answer to the question. So what do I do when I'm unsure? I do nothing. I don't do it. Right? So I want to check them out. So then I Google them. Eh, right? Because the cheapest and most and the least expensive way to W business is to improve your online profiles. I mean, internet presence is everything now. I mean, it's the reason why um, when we have agents that have done well in the past are now uh, getting less referrals is because people are going online and, f and getting engaged with somebody before they have a chance to think about that they're in the process and that they should have called their friend and they're already looking at houses. This is a challenge. What do you have to say? I was thinking that we should all write blog articles and we should title them is insert your name still in real estate. <laughs> because if you're not talking to your people on a database, that's probably what they're asking the internet, right? And then that's your chance to brag. Yep, you can write all about you and talk about what you're doing this year. Make sure it's current. And we're going to get into your social internet presence. And one of the tips is current. Make sure that they are current. Right. So it's funny because we see NAR comes out with a statistic last year and they have a national survey. They're like 97% of the consumers start searching where? Online. Yeah, but, but yet when we Google our own name, we have this profile that was, you know, half filled out and the link to your website's invalid. And, and yet we don't put the two together. Or all the, the, the sites that just import some database into their system. So there's profiles out there that we don't even know about. 
because it's some contract that they have with NAR. Like we gotta go, if that's what's showing up on the first page when people are Googling you, we gotta go claim those, right? Make sure they're updated with our updated picture, with our updated website, with our updated sales stats for last year, awards for this year, right? I mean, you, you've heard me tell this story before, right? So I, uh, for those that haven't been here, right? So in 2010, I felt a change in the marketplace coming and I decided to pitch my wife to um, build a custom website. I was like, you know what, honey, you know what, I, I got a great idea, let's take all of our sevens, right? Buy a custom website with it. And she said, is it gonna be hyper local? <laughs> you know she no. said that. She yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hyper local word, it didn't geek, even exist then. That's a geek joke. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I really appreciated the humor in that joke. Sorry. No. <laughs> So anyway, so we built this custom website and we put it up and then I was like, oh, we got to drive. Okay. So now that I spent a lot of money for it and they're like, you got to spend 12. They were like, can you give us an investment of $12,000 so we can start marketing your website? I'm like, the website was $18,000 and there's no marketing with that. Like that's ripping me off. And I'm, they're like, yeah. But anyway, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was gullible, but now at that point I was 18 grand in. What am I going to do if no one's going to come visit my website? I need to market it. But with that year... I doubled my sphere of influence business from people that I knew. And I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> right? Like, Shaggy, what's going on? Right? Um, because people were going online, they were Googling me, and they then I had this like brand new, shiny, custom, like all bells and whistles website that was just blaring in their face. And then they, they didn't, then when they called me, they're like, hey, I see you're doing well. Cause they weren't scared anymore to call me and go, do you work in this? I don't know if you're still doing real estate, aren't you? Right? Like if your mom knows them, they're still going to call you, right? If it's your mom's good friend or that, you know, you have a very good relationship, you're still getting that business, but that business is dwindling because now they, they have an easy outlet that they can go find it somewhere else. It's called the internet. And if you're not performing well there. Who in here has Googled themselves this week? One, two, this three. Week. Nice. nice. Awesome. Wow. What shows up first, Francis? Not enough. Uh, <laughs> dot com? Or? <laughs> I'm working on it. No, but what shows up? What's the first result that comes up for um, you? For me, actually, the first thing that comes up is the last thing I sold. A house. So on a website like uh, Redfin? or? Um, no, it wasn't Redfin. It was... Um, Homes.com? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to throw it out there. Let's improve that profile first. If that's the first one that comes up, let's start there. Don, I know you're Reach 150. Right. That's a Reach 150, but not like that. I'm somebody who Googles all of you guys. So, you know, before I go and take meetings with somebody, I Google them first to see what comes up. And I know that 80% of the time it's realtor.com. So, wow, so it's, wow. it's realtor.com is their first, and most people, as you said, don't have the profile filled out, don't have pictures in there. And then the other ones are homes.com, Zillow, all these other areas where most in-, in They're called the aggregators. That, but right? 90% of the time, those profiles aren't filled out either. And so, you know, so it's, 
you know, as you're saying all this. Well, it varies per user is what we, depending on what sites you, maybe you visit realtor.com a lot, therefore it shows up for you. If the person visits Zillow, it may show up more Zillow for them. Have you ever found that? Like you're on a website and then you go and you Google something and that website happens to be at the top of the result and you look over your shoulder. (laughs) Who's watching me? You had your hand up. Um, First thing that pops up is thank you for visiting my name's website. But see you? Thank you. For, it says thank you for visiting my name's website. Well, Katrina Dicey Mark. Yeah. www.katiesalesagent.com. Okay. And then the next one is Realty One Group, Katrina Dicey Mark. Yeah. Have so you modified your Realty One Group profile? No, we're Katrina good there. Let's start. On Facebook. Let's start with those first two, right? Your website. When's the last time you updated your website? Okay. Different like question. No. Website? When do you blog? Oh. Um, That's not. Dude. I'm just asking. I don't block. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fair enough. And is it now wait a minute. I didn't I didn't I didn't research you. She does you, right? custom searches on her website. Wait, I didn't research you. So is the do you use your photo on your website? And is it from high school? Yes, I have. Yes. Because <laughs> Shauna's is. Okay. So I mean step one, obviously your website you want to make sure is current and updated, right? And is active. I don't yeah, know. Mine's current, active. Awesome. Yes. Good, good, good. And then the next one, you had Realty One Group. Yes. How can you update your Realty One Group presence? Because if you don't know, now you know, right? You got to get it. You got to ask. Uh, who? What office are you out of? Gilbert. Gilbert? Who's the manager there? John now. John now? Yeah, ask John now. <laughs> <laughs> it was Stacy then before, right? Yeah, Stacy then. She's helping out with other stuff. Yeah. She had a question here. Michael. Oh, that's right. It's not that's right. Michael Flanagan. Hey, if you're watching, yeah. Good deal. Yes. Um, what is your guys' opinion on like I pay someone to blog? We do too. Okay. That was the we question. We don't. We don't. Yeah, but hold on. We don't pay a service to blog for True. us. We pay individuals to follow our blog outline. That's different. Yeah, we're more, uh, I don't know, maybe that's what you're talking about. Well, he, I don't know, I hear real estate blog. Okay, so here's the thing is, is we had an agent that came to us because we sell websites, uh, agentwebsites.co, but um, they that service, unfortunately, not everybody's a good blogger, even if they're a real estate blogger. They're, they, they were blogging for a year and they had no traction on their website. That can happen because it matters. Um, where you get your content from severely matters on the impression. It's just, um, it's guy. So here's the first two questions I would ask about hiring somebody to blog a company like that. Is the content custom for just you or is it articles that they write and post on all of their clients' websites? That's the first question I would ask. I imagine that's what it is. Okay. Usually price point makes the difference, right? If you're something low monthly fee, it's hard to write custom content for a low monthly fee. The other question is, is it humans that are writing these articles or do you have some sort of script that are that are writing these articles? Because that makes a difference as well. We use humans that write custom content. When we help people build websites, we have people that live and work in the area, that go to the restaurants, that go to the schools that are now writing the content that we use on our website. Because it's because re- we give credit to Google for knowing, for being really smart. Right. And being able to tell the difference. Because there's also, um blogging but then there's also website content which is the key to getting more recognition because a lot of people spend all of their money on writing a blog but they don't improve the amount of content their website and their website marketing class will 
Uh, next week we'll talk a lot about this more, but we should be building out the pages on our website just as much as we're paying attention to our blog. Yes. And I think that that is in, it is, uh, let me say, we've been out to 99% of other websites and nobody else in the industry believes in that. Well, I guess one, one tenth of 1% does. Yeah. But, but it has led to, it has led to our successes is it's, it's blogging is good. Blogging is great because it's something it's better than nothing. But and that's the only reason I started to do it. It was a new website and I needed something to get going, but I'm not happy. Right. Yeah, if it's, it's carbon copied, I mean, it's kind of like emailing a newsletter better than not doing it, but we're, we don't, we don't see people being, I don't interview, I don't talk, I talk to, we talk to a lot of top agents. I mean, we, we used to, we used to interview top agents once a quarter for about four years and I didn't go to any agent that's doing more than $25 million in production. They're like, my email newsletter is killing it. Like those words just don't come out of somebody's mouth. It's better than nothing, but it is the minimal in getting started. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one -on -one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.